0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 58 of the Antler Up podcast. And on today's episode, Dimitri and I are joined by Preston Ward. And Preston is from Utah, where he runs his mountain physio clinical practice. In this episode, Dimitri and Preston really dive into injury prevention, recovery, and more. Preston also shares some wisdom on what we can be doing right now to better ourselves for the season, 3D season, and obviously when the hunting season rolls around, and why you need a specific program for you and your goals. So pleasure having Preston on and having two physical therapists really feed off one another, and I really do believe you'll enjoy this one. So thank you for your support. Enjoy the episode. Until next time, Antler up. Before we get into another episode, let's talk about and thank some of our partners and we're going to talk about OnX and the one feature of the Onx hunt app that I use frequently is the line distance. I use this feature a ton during this past November during the rut. and all you have to do is tap the map at the starting location to where you want to initiate the line. then tap along your route to measure that exact distance for your either walk-in, your walk out. And you can you know obviously you use this to plan your route in and out. your next hunt and also don't forget if you sign up with an elite membership you can get exclusive member benefits from top rut exo mountain gear vortex and much more so go download the number one hunting app at onyxmaps.com Also, thanks to our partners over at First Light, and one piece of gear that I loved wearing this past season was the Uncompadre jacket, uh, the 2.0 jacket. We recently released a video on what I wore this past season, and I really talked up this this jacket because I wore it as an insulation piece, an outerwear piece, and there are a ton of great things coming specifically for the whitetail hunters from First Light. So check all the gear that we wear at firstlight.com. Well, everybody, we are live with another episode, and on this week, we are joined by Preston Ward with Mountain Physio. Preston, thanks for coming on, man. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, yeah, we finally got a little snow here in Utah, so looking looking promising.
0: A <laughs> Little snow. We've been getting pounded here in Pennsylvania uh, the past two weeks. Uh, I'm a, a phys ed teacher here in Central PA, and This week we are two days off a delay. So that brought us to Wednesday full day. Finally today on Thursday and tomorrow I'm going to assume probably a delay of some sort. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been crazy here in PA.
1: Yeah. It's been so dry here, which is, um, we're going to talk about some hunting and makes me a little interested to see how this next year will go, but it'll be, it'll be good. So yeah, a little, a little bit of snow here, but I'm doing well. Um, yeah, just finishing up a day of seeing some patients
0: and yeah, that's about it. Well, awesome. Preston, like talk about, you know, like you just said, you're finishing up some, some patients, you know, what are you doing uh, with your practice and, you know, talk a little bit about yourself and kind of your, your background with that.
1: Yeah. So I, um, my background is I'm a physical therapist, did residency or I guess graduated from the university of Utah here, grew up in Utah, um, did a lot of hunting my whole life um accidentally got into archery hunting by drawing a big bull tag um, I say accidentally because I literally had never shot a bow never owned a bow put in for a limited entry permit and <laughs> drew on accident the um archery tag because we misread the numbers and put in the wrong number and oh, so when I found out that I I found out that I drew a limited entry big bull tag um my brother and I did the same year and we decided we said we either forfeit this tag or we go buy a bow and practice and that's really honestly what kind of got me in let's see that was in 2005 and so I think I was um 17 years old and that really got me into archery I ended up shooting uh over the back of two bowls and then ended up <laughs> connecting on a big, um, actually a nice 350 inch bowl. So wow. that's pretty cool. Jeez.
0: Congrats, man. That's a pretty awesome story. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. It's cool. And actually speaking of that, like I'll kind of go into my background a little bit, but, um, this year I ended up drawing out of the blue, like a, um, a bison hunt actually. So they only give one of these away in the state. And I was the lucky person that got this tag and nice. so I'll be able to go I'll be able to go back down to where I shot that bull, um, down into the book cliffs there, and try to try to get that. Anyway, so that's kind of cool. But so that's my background as far as hunting. I grew up hunting my whole life, um, and then went to school here in in Utah. Um, graduated. my did my um, doctoral degree in physical therapy here at the U. Ended up doing a residency program in orthopedics. And about that time, so this was about four or five years ago, um, I was shooting my bow a lot, doing a lot more backpacking and hunting and getting into archery even more because I had a, a few more a few more dollars, I guess, in my bank account and a few more hours um, to spend to it, devote to it. And going to the shops, I just recognized that people were always complaining of either shoulder pain, back pain. My friends were um, – and especially shooting their bow. And I would ask them, like, do you know there's stuff that you can do for your, you know, shoulder pain, your, they're calling it impingement, you know, whatever they're saying. And they're like, Oh no, I'm just going to wait till I have surgery. And it sparks this idea in me that like, why isn't there, you know, we have these really, you know, high level professional basketball players and they usually all have a PT and soccer players and you name it. I'm like, why isn't there a PT in the hunting industry Like helping these people stay active, it's just it's equally as demanding, I would I would argue, Um, and really a life, I guess a, a lifestyle for a lot of people too, just like you know professional athletes in general. So I ended up starting up my practice about two years ago, Mountain Physio, and yeah, predominantly for archers, bow hunters, rifle hunters, anybody who's just trying to be active in the outdoors, and I call them these mountain athletes, like people who just want to be active, um, I see them. And so anyways, yeah, that's how my practice kind of started. It's pretty fun. It's it's growing a lot, which is great.
2: Yeah. I know Preston, you were probably like me when I was in PT school and being a huge hunter and, and really into the outdoors is was, I was going through school and a lot of the classes, especially my, uh, orthopedic class and I'm sitting there thinking and we're going over exercises or, you know, and I'm th- sitting there thinking of how can I apply this to my hunting and, and, you know, especially archery and becoming a better shot. And, you know, so I was almost kind of had those wheels turning similar to what you're doing now, uh, while I was in PT school and, and just trying to really piece it together and, and, and use it for myself more than anybody.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, um, yeah. I geek out on all the, like on my Instagram and stuff, half the time I'm posting things about like, pack weight and hamstring injuries and stuff like that it's like because I want to know I geek out on that stuff and so it's pretty funny um yeah just getting into diving into the anatomy the physiology for my own self but it, ultimately I think there was this void you know like people are lacking some of that information and so anyways it's kind of fun to be able to offer patients that and um, education I think a big definitely a big motivator for me too Um, was providing like quality after doing residency like providing quality evidence-based information and practice to patients and so that they were getting really like the kind of the best of the best and so that was a big motivator for me as well.
2: Yeah, especially, you know, I, I think now more than ever, it, it makes it a little tougher because people are trying to access the Internet and, and they have other resources. But, you know, especially being a, a, a practitioner and really providing that information, you really got to show, you know, why these things are important and, and why, how that's going to really benefit that patient and really give them the why this is important.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I and I. I think a big thing as well, I mean, there's a lot of like the hunting industry has exploded, I guess I'd say over the last, you know, 10 years with fitness and things and people kind of getting into it a hundred percent, 365 days a year. And with that, we, we both know, we all know that like there's injuries that way. And you see, I think there's a lot of really good um, trainers in the field, a lot of good people that are giving great exercises, but I think taking a step back and being like, well, what are we missing? Well, we're missing the rehab side of things. We're missing, you know, why you're doing this. And maybe it's not do, you know, a hundred box jumps. Maybe it's only do 20 because we have to really kind of watch how these tissues are being loaded, you know?
2: Yeah. And that's what I I always see a lot of outdoors people um, that are, trying to train, but they're not being specific to what their what their goals are, right? And I think a lot of people don't understand this is, you know, I I think you, you you try to find out a workout or something, you research it online and what what do you find? Usually it's do some rows or pull downs. Mm-hmm. And you, we're all Training these general muscles and we forget a lot about the specifics, right? You got to look at it. What, what muscles are we really using when we're drawing our bow or if you're backpacking, what muscles are you really using to climb that mountain? And a lot of people don't know that there's a lot of these smaller stabilizer muscles that we need to really train, you know, to prevent injuries. And I think, you know, a lot of what you're doing with your YouTube videos and your clinical practice is really shedding light on on these issues that we're kind of forgetting about
1: yeah exactly and that's what i've like um it's kind of been interesting to see like when i um, started up this practice is, i was like okay it's going to be mainly for you know mainly shoulders um but it's been interesting like it's turned into like a practice where i see pretty much the whole gamut of orthopedic injuries and um, injury prevention as well and so kind of to watch it develop over the last um, year or so has been really kind of fun to watch because yeah I mean as hunters like especially archers I guess like it's definitely a shoulder sport I guess I'd say there's a lot of injuries there but honestly when it comes down to you know backpack hunting and all those things um, all the different requirements of even just archery like it's the whole entire chain and so educating people correctly, making sure they're using I it's kind of funny, I I jump on a soapbox here, but I, I hate the term um, impingement for a shoulder <laughs> injury. And I'll hear it time and time again and I'm like, Okay, I know I have to calm down a little bit. It's it's just a term people are using, but for me I'm like it's not impingement. There's there's a lot of other structures in there that we have to be careful of and I think that's where like having And like um, being educated in the realm of that we're all educated in, I guess, as physical therapists, and like understanding a little bit more of the physiology, anatomy and knowing that it's not just, you know, well, if you get into this position, it's impingement. So don't do that. Let's train these muscles. Let's work on some mobility of that joint. Let's, you know, work the SC joint. Let's work the AC joint. Let's do different things like that.
2: Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it too, is, is being archers and talking specifically with the shoulders is, you know, we talk about shooting our bows and what happens is a lot of people just pick up their bow midsummer and, and start shooting. Right. And, you know, we forget about training those muscles, preparing those muscles before we start shooting our bow and you can maybe shed some light on it of your video of warming up right which is as simple as taking a band and doing some stretches and and really uh working some neuromuscular of of waking those muscles up before you shoot your bow and draw your bow and you know we go out into our yard and we're shooting whether you shoot 10 shots or you shoot 50 shots you know and you're not warming those muscles up and how if they're not strong enough then they can fatigue and which is going to eventually lead to injury
1: yeah, absolutely. I think that was um, I got a lot of questions on that, which was really interesting about like the whole warm up. And I don't know. Um, yeah, it sounds like we have a very similar view on warm up and perspective of like more a neuromuscular training coordination type of things versus you know really stretching muscle fibers. Yeah, to me, I mean that warm up is is crucial. And someone asked me the other day, just actually commented on that YouTube video of you know, what's the, and I thought this was an interesting question was like, what's the duration? Like, can I warm up in the morning and then go shoot, you know, in a couple hours and am I still warmed up and stuff? And I'm like, you know, that's really interesting. I think in general, just trying to get some good mobility in there with the exercise bands and everything, super simple to do. It takes a couple minutes and ultimately kind of keeps you, gets you prepared for that sport. So um, anyways,
2: yeah, I, I liked that. That's good. Yeah, no, it's funny that you talk about the, the whole impingement. I was actually listening to a, a physical therapy uh, podcast this week, and they looked at a systematic review on impingement or the subacromial space. So basically, if someone out there d- not sure what that is, it's basically the, the tip of your shoulder and then... Um, To be general basically the uh from the humerus which is your arm bone up to the tip of the shoulder so there's a small space there uh which your rotator cuff you also have a a bursa underneath there and then one of your bicep tendons goes through that structure as well um and they showed that limiting that space uh and versus having normal space in the subacromial space actually there was no difference in the amount of injury to that to shoulders
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's where you get like your, you know, really the terms the type one impingement, where maybe you're talking maybe a little more anatomy um, structure versus. And interesting, speaking about that is, um, yeah, like a typical you know Mumford procedure where they'll go in and they'll resect um, that distal you know distal clavicle there to make sure that there's more space, and individuals continue to have you know pain. And so I think that's what kind of led to a lot of these studies of being like, well, it's not just the anatomy there. Um, I just presented for the Archery Trade Association. And it was really interesting because it's not just the anatomy, like a structural diagnosis like impingement is, but more of a dynamic, I guess, diagnosis, subacromial pain, where there's a lot of structures that play into that and addressing all of those or some of those. Is ultimately usually what happened or helps? Excuse me, um, people feel better.
0: I want to dive into with you, Preston, because to go off all that, just like rewind, just one little bit where you mentioned how you walked into the pro shop and you heard a lot of people talking about shoulder pain and everything uh, under the sun as far as that goes. Could you express or explain how the preventing that that pain so like if someone does have an injury you know they're they're basically maybe okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna continue to shoot my bow or i'm gonna not shoot my bow until it's 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 hunting time and they can they create poor shooting habits you know if they do Mm -hmm. take the shoulder preventative techniques and they they do that and they like reduce their pain they're obviously then going to hopefully uh not have bad shooting habits so talk about how that kind of correlates to you know if you do have that front shoulder pain you know what kind of issues and problems could an archer have and just kind of anything that you've seen under the sun that you want to talk about that were if you have this pain this is how what you know you should technically do if that makes sense
1: yeah absolutely i think a big thing like so looking at like specifically archers who i I feel like you have the kind of realm and you've already kind of um I guess the spectrum of archers or bow hunters will say even, um, you have a, the target archers who are shooting all the time constantly and it's more like form adjustment, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that they're strong. Uh, most of them or a lot of the ones that I've tested has been really weak through some of like those key muscles. Um, one of the professional archers I'm working with right now, like just weak through a lot of the low trap, um, and so that very, I guess I'd say, skewed upper trap, low trap dominance. Um, and ultimately, like, to have good shooting mechanics and everything, good low trap is really important. Um, so I think you have your target archers, which are a different spectrum. And as I've jumped into a little bit more target archery, um, I can see how addicting it is, but it's, it's a lifestyle there. I think your bow hunters now, they do what you just said, and it's, you know, I don't shoot all summer because I'm scouting or I'm, you know, camping or whatever it is. And then it's, oh shoot, archery season is in two weeks. Let me put, you know, two, three hundred arrows through and make sure I'm all dialed in and they get this overuse there. And so they start to have that pain on the front of their shoulder. I think, A, a couple things here that I, I see don't, that I guess I see that doesn't happen very often is the warm up like we talked about. So a good warm up can really prevent a lot of that but then as well like throughout the season like if you're thinking about bow hunting you got to think about like what's the longevity of my shoulder um ideally there was an archer that i think the oldest archer to compete in a game like olympic game was like 73 or something or to win a medal and so you can compete your whole life you could shoot a bow your entire life and that's what i why i started my business basically was my practices. I want people to do that and so um I think you see like people who shoot way too much or they're just not taking they're just not considering it as like a, you know this is important for the overall health of my shoulder to exercise throughout the year right then to use it as like a, you know you're not going to go run a a marathon um tomorrow maybe you guys are I'm not but (laughs) no um, way I'm going to start by running a 5k, you know, I'm going to start by shooting 15 arrows, taking a break, making sure my shoulders are doing okay. So I call that, I have a term for that called arrow dosing and just making sure that like people are on a good dosing chart. Um, And then I think the other thing where I see a lot of injuries speaking specifically of like hunting bows is I guess two things in the bow itself is people who feel like, they have to shoot, you know, specs, they have to shoot 342 feet per second. um, And they're only shooting 250. So they increase their draw weight a lot, but recognizing like, you know, you don't need to increase your draw weight as much. And then the other ones are people who shoot these really fast, like aggressive cams um, that can be really hard for novice archers. Well, cause so that, that was a lot of information there, but yeah.
0: no, no, that's, that's fantastic because then there's also that flip side where you do have individuals that are bow hunters that either they do shoot during the winter months because they are shooting in, in indoor stuff. Um, you know, but I, like myself and, and Dimitri, I like that, that your term, that arrow dosing, just because even for me, when my new prime gets here in a couple of days and we get it all set up, like even though it's cold out, yeah, I'll, I'll back my, I'll, I'll, I'll back my wife's out, uh, her car out of the, the garage and I'll just go fling a couple arrows just to, even if it's eight and I, I'm like, okay, that's it. I just wanted to get the, the, my reps in per se. Uh, so you do have individuals that, that shoot like that. And like you said, they're not shooting low poundages for the most part. You know what I mean? They're probably mm-hmm. in that 60-plus range. But I, it's funny because here I am in, in central Pennsylvania when it's usually really cold during the rut and kind of late season. I want a bow that I feel comfortable drawing back and I could hold for a long time giving a shot opportunity. I've heard more over the, the last... Oh, man, two years of people saying like, Oh, my 80 pound limbs." I'm like, Holy shit, you're crazy. Just because, you know, <laughs> I, like I'm, I'm a phys ed teacher. So I have that Kinese background myself. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I, work out a lot and I consider myself like, you know, a physically fit individual. I wouldn't dare to put 80 pound limbs on, a, on my boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so like when you look at that, that side of the, of the bow hunting world of individuals that do shoot more often or throughout the year, what are things other than say warming up can people do to you know help them out like is it to low dose on the arrows is it other things maybe that i'm not thinking of right now
1: you know i think that's a great um i'll so use an example like i'm talking to um Bill with Iron Will Outfitters. Yep. Um. The the broadheads and stuff. Hopefully yep. that's what I'm going to be shooting this year at my um, bison and stuff like that. I wanted a fixed blade, but um, talking to him and and his main goal was, you know, Preston. I just want to shoot my bow for the rest of my life. Like it's the most fun sport. And I'm like, and so he I know he shoots. Um. I think he had an 80 pound bow as well. And when I heard that, I was like, gosh, that's a lot. It's not it's not undoable. I mean, if that's the word, I guess, like yeah. it's definitely achievable for the people that do it often. Um, and you see the people like, gosh, I think I saw Cameron Haynes, did he have a 90 ninety pound limb, I think, or something like that? And
0: yeah. he, hey, listen, he I'm, also had someone there yeah. gunning his uh, his leg too long, exactly. Before he, before he shot,
1: <laughs> exactly. See, um, and I think he would probably want a hundred pound limb or something. But yeah. to me, I'm like, there's that exception. The majority of people, like I speak with um, Bill, and I'm like, you know, let's just work on a maintenance program, like you're he's shooting, you know, and, and I'm kind of one of those as well. Like I like to shoot my bow. I try to do it every night. Some people shoot about 30 arrows every night, um, 20 arrows. They go out and extend the distance. They shoot, you know, a hundred yards, you know, 10 arrows. And that's totally fine. Those people, they have the mechanics down of the shooting and everything. It's more the like, let's fine tune. And where I'm going to say we fine tune is the rotator cuff. Like every single time, I find that that rotator cuff, and we know in general, your knowledge is as well as mine, is that that rotator cuff tendinopathy occurs over time as we age. Basically, the rotator cuff tendons just aren't as healthy, and so really working on rotator cuff specific strengthening um, is so I think find is so important. And so, anyways, that's kind of what I um, was able to offer this. Bill, you know, just gave him some advice, you know, here's, you try these exercises and stuff like that and worked really well for him. And so I think for the longevity of people, like it's just making sure that people are using their shoulders and using them. Right. Um, I think what's kind of, this is where I'm really interested in and maybe this is where we need to all collaborate is like, I'm interested in like diving into some studies, like the EMG values and all that stuff of different you know, specific archery positions and, you know, where people are strong. And there's not a lot of data or evidence there. Um, The one article, the few articles that I could find, it was like, you know, strengthen the low trap, um, strengthen the posterior deltoid, you know, strengthen the rotator cuff muscles. And so all those are just super important um, to maintain as well.
2: Well, and I even think we talk about this always on the podcast is, whether you want to call them influencers or the people that are kind of out there on, on social media is, is, there's always kind of this perspective of what people should be doing, you know, uh, the, the everyday person, right? Like you and I, and, and going over that draw overdrawing, I think, you know, the, the heavy pounds is, is, is kind of the thing is what yeah. I would call quote unquote. Um, and the heavy arrow. So you need higher poundage, you know, to shoot further mm-hmm. distances. And I, I think a lot of this is, is kind of, not what people should be doing but it's it's kind of the in thing right and but i don't think people know that it's it's not that necessary to be doing that right i mean these bows now if you get a so efficient yeah Yeah. they're so efficient these brand new bows that you could be shooting 60 pounds i mean you're still going to put an elk down right if you have the right arrow set up and the right broadhead Um, so I think a lot of people just need the right knowledge of what they're doing. And that's what I loved about that one video that you did about overdrawing your bow. And maybe you can explain that, uh, maybe to someone that hasn't seen that, of what that process and what you're looking for there. Um, but I, I think that we just need to be educated better on that. We don't have to do these things, you know, if, 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 and what's important to people of, of, of just having the right setup and, and making sure, um, your your your
1: setup is, is
2: appropriate for what you're hunting.
1: Absolutely. I um so and I and I think pro shops do a really good job um in general at this um of setting people up correctly. Um I think there's the there's always the well right now in I guess bow hunting archery it's FOC that's a big big thing. It's kind of, you know, the pendulum swings back and forth and I think we're on FOC and whether you like it or not, um, there's different things, heavy arrows, light arrows, all those different things that are important, fixed blades, you know, mechanicals. I bring that up because when I was just talking to someone recently who reached out to for some specific advice and some help because he was having some shoulder pain, same thing, you know, anterolateral shoulder pain and he's like well I just got a new bow set up I wanted to shoot 70 pounds limbs but my shop set it at 55 they said let's just start there and I first of all I was like that's awesome you know that's where we should be starting it start people a little bit um I guess less poundage there but um that over bowing I call it yeah over bowing or overdraw weight there um over bowing oneself is super common and you'll see it on like social media Instagram videos where people are doing this like sky drawing or they're shifting their weight all to one side to be able to pull back. They're getting their arm way low instead of kind of correctly where your you know elbows above ninety for sure and drawing back. And so they're they're working on like they're I guess compensating in all these different patterns. And that, like you were saying, um compensating there is eventually going to learn lead to tissue breakdown injury and different things like that and so things to look for i mean obviously the sky drawing shifting your weight to one side um i call it um like the overbowing test you can do it by mainly sitting like with your back flat against the wall um, on the floor feet out in front of you knees extended and then drawing back and the reason why i do that is because ultimately trying to take away you know the the ability to compensate with your legs and just use your upper body. Ultimately you should see, you know, a good draw there.
2: Well, what so I, I love seeing, uh, people with heavy poundage bows and you, you, they do, I, I guess you would call it the sky draw where they, they really got to crank that bat the bow back. And you, you sit there and wonder what, what are you going to do when you're in the heat of the moment with a, you know, whether you're whitetail hunting or elk hunting or mule deer hunting, you're not going to be get away with that while you're you're hunting, you know, and your your heart's racing, and maybe you have right. more clothes on than you normally do, and uh that animal's within forty yards, and you just gotta gotta simply draw back and without being seen. I mean, that's just not possible. So if you can't simulate those those ways of drawing back when you're actually going to harvest an animal, I mean, then you're definitely overdrawing that bow.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I. I'll tell you where I've seen a lot of injuries. Um, I can count a, a few. Um, and this thing, actually, honestly, same thing happened to myself um, this last year where um, I was drawing, and you'll see a lot of people do this, like on an animal. I had a big four-point, a, a nice buck come right over the hill um, in perfect position, and it was, I think, 40 yards away. Nice big four-point velvet, just standing skylined. And I went to drawback, but I went to drawback not like I typically do with my shoulder like way low. Um, and I actually like subluxed my shoulder there. And the release went off, shot underneath the deer, it ran off and I was, you know, broken hearted there. But you see a lot of those mechanics and that's just going to stay, show as well, like like getting into the mechanics, like shooting regularly all the time under stressful situations, like If you're overbowed, like you're not going to be able to draw that back. And then ultimately what happens is that shoulder kind of seriously like pops forward and subluxes there, causes some rotator strain. Um, Yeah, it's not good when that happens. So I've seen that a lot
0: what would you say because you you, we talked about the rotator cuff a lot and that's something for me i coach baseball and that's one thing i stress a lot to my players is making sure you know their shoulders and the rotator cuffs are are strong and healthy coming into the season what could archers do to strengthen that or maintain their strength because the one thing like you said i always hear is while well, I'll shoot a compound until I can't, and that's when I'll get a crossbow, <laughs> you know? And like you said earlier, there's individuals that could shoot a compound bow until they're 73 years old and competing in, at that age. Why? I just think, again, that's just one of those not knowing of, of what research is out there of, of exercises individuals can do to help improve that. So what could you, like, what are some of the things you talk about for rotator cuff? Um, maybe that could help some, some people out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, see, when I and when I hear that, just quickly, that mm-hmm. is just sad to me because I'm like, to me, the thrill of it is like, it's so much more difficult. Like, you know, shooting a crossbow I think is really fun, but it's practically shooting a rifle nowadays. <laughs> yeah, well, now you got one and, that's
0: shooting two arrows at a clip. <laughs> it's like what?
1: Right, and and the thrill of the chase of you know drawing like gosh I, I can't tell you how many times that i'm like man i wish i could take out one motion of you know ranging an animal um if i could you know use one of those Garmin sites or you know whatever it is like just taking out all the movement would be super you know make you just a lot more successful when you're that close um but it, that's what's the thrill of it to me and i think everyone else who bow hunts is are like it's the thrill of Sneaking in, it's the thrill of shooting, it's the thrill of shooting all year long, training, sneaking, stalking in, and then being able to be 20, 30, you know, yards away from an animal in their element, you know, hearing them breathe to be able to like, that's what's exciting about bow hunting. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, traditional or compound, like that's typically about where you're at. And so anyways, it just breaks my heart when I hear people like, yeah i'll just you know give it up and i'll just start shooting my crossbow it's like they're settling for that and so um specific exercises like i love you know i'm all about if i if you look into the i guess i did the literature the data i've kind of brought this up a couple times um like that posterior deltoid or that posterior posterior rotator cuff so your external rotators um arm to your side using the band out to the side doing that again up at 90 degrees. Um, I posted something just recently about the pendant external rotation. So on your stomach rotating, um, on your stomach, lying on your stomach and then rotating your arm up into about 90 degrees. If you were standing, um, and then internal rotation as well, but really stressing those, that posterior rotator cuff. Um, I'll always give like rows, whether it's high rows, bent over rows, um, you know, just like a standard to your side rows with some exercise band. Um, I, I work that low trap um, a lot. So prone, Y, C's. Um, and then I, I really like probably some of my favorite exercises are instead of just like, I usually start with some motions like that, but instead of just single plane or single arm, single, I guess, movement exercises, it's getting them into like stability and multiple positions and planes to really stress them, um, so that they're stable in multiple planes.
0: That's awesome. And, I, and you have a, a lot of this, these videos and some of these exercises on like your videos on YouTube, correct?
1: Yeah, I do. I've, I found that, I mean, yeah, ultimately I just kind of want to be a resource for a lot of people. And I think everyone that wants to be active and, you know, hunting and, things like that. Oftentimes they just need a little bit of resource and information and yeah. So I've got a bunch of videos there that people can watch and yeah. Well,
2: that's what I I think a lot of uh, archers need to be educated on. The one, the importance of these exercises of working the rotator cuff, working the lower trap. Um, but I think they also need to realize is it doesn't take a lot to exercise these muscles. I mean, like you talked about, I mean, you need a theraband, right? I mean, you just need some a small piece of theraband. You can do most of the exercises, maybe a couple of dumbbells, and you can go through a, a gamut of these exercises to really exercise and make sure these muscles are strong for when you're shooting the bow. So you you know, you don't need this big weight bench and barbell and all of these weights. So, you know, I think that's a misconception out there is just this information of what exercises you can do and the limited of, uh, resources you need to exercise these muscles.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, um, I think that education, um, piece is so critical and that's like, again, that's where, when I was listening to podcasts and when I had this idea going through my head, like I need to start up a, you know, a practice specifically for hunters and bow hunters. That's not there a couple of years ago. I'm like, I was hearing podcasts and stuff where there was information given. It was just, again, it wasn't, I guess I would say the most formal or correct information. And so I think having that information is really important. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, diving into that, it's, exactly it's just good information educating people you don't need a lot of info, you don't need a lot of excuse me equipment i'd be you both know as well as i do that a lot of these people that are going to the gym you know benching whatever 225 um doing all these heavy lifts olympic style lifts if you if you test them in specific positions rotator cuff or um, that low trap or, you know, posterior muscles, they're oftentimes quite weak in those muscles, yeah. even though they look huge. Right.
2: Well, that's what I even think it's important for a lot of people to understand that physical therapists can help you um, be better archer, be a better hunter, because, you know, there's always something structural going on that's it's causing your pain. Right. Um, I think a lot of people say they get a the shoulder pain or they get a lot of hunters get, you know, backpackers get it band syndrome. Um, but mm-hmm. what they do is they, they just try to find exercises for that online. They go to YouTube, you know, maybe they find an article and they do these, these certain exercises, which may help certain peoples. And I know this was an issue for, um, one of our friends, uh, that has another podcast. Um, he was having it band syndrome and, and I kind of messaged him on, on, uh, email and I said, you know, maybe ch- check th- go to a physical therapist because you might have, you know, hip rotation, or there might be asymmetry in the hip, which is causing the ITBN syndrome. So I I think that people need to realize that, you know, everyone's injury is a little bit different and there might be things that you need to fix that's different than the person that might have similar pain than you. Um, so I think people don't rely on physical therapy, Enough that to kind of just figure out what's going on, right? Um, you know, you may not need lengthy therapy for a long time, but you need to know what's going on, and you need to know exactly what you need to work on.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's, um, and I, and that's what I love about my, I guess, style of practice that I've kind of developed is, a lot of times it's these patients that I see for, you know, one, two one or two maybe three visits it's it's not a uh, you know three times a week sort of thing in the clinic it's uh you know and there's those people out there that need that absolutely but there's a lot of people that need you know just a couple you know sessions of information and exercises and ultimately it's keeping people moving but i i think as well it's um it's that and i'll harp on this multiple times is you know with with patients typically it's It's that individualized program that it's not like everyone's getting the same thing or just go do a bunch of, you know, um, whatever, push-ups, burpees, bench press. Um, Get a specific program to what your limitations are. This is the most important thing, I think, when we're talking about rehab in general with these hunters um, and just people in general. Like, you got to get a specific program. Everyone's a little different
0: yeah and that's where I, exactly where i wanted to go next was talking about being specific with with exercises because you talk about the your practice is designated you know geared towards uh the outdoor enthusiasts you know hunters and just mm-hmm. people that are yeah. hiking and stuff you know they're so like for dimitri and i for instance like i i love fitness i love just a whole workout you know gambit of everything and so I was like, man, this is a whole different beast for me. Like, it's not just going to the gym and, you know, lifting weights and doing cardio and everything like that. Like, I have to put a some weight on my back with, with, you know, for as far as a pack goes and, and just going out and, and hiking. And uh, it's, it, it, that's what I, did the most and try to did kind of circuits and, uh, some other different things just to build that my legs and, uh, build my, my cardiovascular, uh, up the best that I can, you know, what could you say as far as, you know, being specific, like, is there a workout plan that you recommend or are you giving individuals, you know, Hey, check this th- type of stuff out as far as like what you offer. I'm really interested to see what uh, you know, you do provide just for for you know, heck, even for me, just because I'm I'm always tinkering when it comes to to workouts and everything.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I do um a some a lot of online consulting as well, but making sure basically that patients are, and so I guess what to answer your question, what it comes down to is everyone gets a program. We go over a lot of like their goals. Your goal is to, you're going to come out here to Utah next year and we're all going to go hunt. Um, And so, but you're going to do that. And it's like, I want to be able to hunt and backpack for, you know, three, four days. Well, it's so much more than just like, here are some exercises. I, I bring up like those YouTube videos that I have, like, certainly there's a lot of really good information. I'm trying to keep them very basic and simple, you know, 16 seconds or so just to like, Oh, people, you know, this is how you do external rotation. Right but definitely that these exercises for the shoulder or if we're talking backpacking or whatever, it's very specific to each person. And so almost in every single exercise or description that I have, it's always consult with your physical therapist to provide you with specific um, dosage for everyone. I had someone the other day reach out to me and say like, so how many reps and sets? And I'm like, well, it kind of depends, honestly. So like if you, if you want to, if you, if you really want to, know how many then you know we can do like a consult or a consult excuse me or we can you know or go see your physical therapist and like get exactly what you need because everyone is different and sometimes three sets of 15 is not what you need maybe you know i need you know two sets of eight to build up muscle you know for more hypertrophy versus endurance training so i think i answered your question i hope i did but (laughs) yeah no yeah it's so like I think it's so variable when I'm, you know, talking to these people and they say, I want to be hunting. I'm going to go hunt to Colorado next year and I want to be able to pack out an elk. Okay. Well, that's your, that's your goal. Like what, what do you need to get to to be able to get there? Well, you need strength. You need endurance. You need all sorts of things for that. And so it's not so much a, you know, here's an exercise And, and to kind of go off of what you were saying, like people see these, YouTube videos and even the ones that I have, I'm like, I was really hesitant to start doing stuff like that because I'm like, I don't want to just provide, you know, here's an exercise that people should do, but it's like, here's an exercise you can do, but consult with your physical therapist um, to make sure that you're doing it correctly and that you're getting exactly how you, what you need.
0: Right. Now, when you talk about building, you know, say we're getting ready for coming out West, because when I was training, uh, last summer and, and, you know, last spring basically, and everything getting ready for our Utah trip, you know, I built my weight up as far as my pack weight goes. Um, you know, I started really light and just wanted to get comfortable with having the backpack on and then just adding some weight and slowly built up to, uh, I, I forget even what poundage I, I threw in, in there on my shelf, but have you seen like, what are things that you see as far as helping individuals out with fixing their back or issues and how could they, what could people do to help prevent those issues?
1: Yeah. So a lot of back strengthening, I'm a big firm believer of like some good core strength, back strengthening. Um, I'm a huge believer, I guess I'd say in like the foundation for a lot of hikers and things and where a lot of issues come, I think is from the hips. And so glute strength, um, hip abductors, glute max, you know, anyway, strengthen that whole complex. But, um, how much, really quickly, how much did your, do you know how much your pack weighed when you came back out here?
2: Um, I think I was, I was probably 40s, mid 40s, probably yeah. maybe 50. That's good. Yeah, I think I was right
0: around that same, same boat.
1: How much, um, I guess, what, what would you say, you don't have to tell me how much you weigh, but how much, what percentage of your body weight is that about?
0: Uh, Well, I'm, well, at that time, <laughs> <laughs> at that time, I was probably hovering around like the 170, 175 ish.
1: Yeah. So that's good. I mean, you're, I mean, if you're 40 some odd pounds, you're right at about 25%. I'm going to, I'm throwing that out there, I yeah. think.
0: Um, I'm, I'm not good with numbers. That's why I'm phys ed dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I, I bring that up because my pack when I hunted last year and I'm still definitely fine tuning this, but it was 70 pounds hiking in and I weighed, I think 160. I mean, it was 50% of my body weight. It was way too much, but, um, anyways, getting on a good, like strengthening exercise program, I think for sure, like a lot of these ruck marches with a, with a heavy weight starting somewhere, you know, with 20, 30 pounds in your pack and doing some heels, even as simple as in your you know, basement going up and down your stairs with your pack on is important. Um, but I think optimally, so I've been playing around with this is shooting for um, just pack weight, like, you know, as light as you can, because when you get into those heavy packs, like it's really, really hard and strenuous on, all your joints knees back hips, everything
2: well that's what just going basically off what you've been saying Preston is being specific to what your goal is right and I don't think uh therapists can emphasize that more um just because basically what your goals are is going to emphasize what you need to work on right like in the clinic this week I had a high school um women's rugby player. And then I had a high school, uh, men's baseball player. So basically, even if they have the same injury, they're going to have different goals or things they need to work on to get back to playing their sport. So I think, you know, what we talked about earlier is just doing the same basic exercises for everybody isn't going to work. Right. So you got to kind of tailor, um, specifically what you want to gain is your goal. And those are the things you need to work on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love, like, I love when people um, call me up and message me on Insta message me to me on Instagram, say, Hey, I'm going hunting. What, what would you suggest? And, you know, give them some information. And then when they have, they're like, I've got a physical therapist. Like, do you have any ideas? I'm like, I'm, yeah, let me talk to that physical therapist. I love like doing stuff like this, where we're communicating as you know, healthcare professionals, I guess. Um, <laughs> being like, you know, let's, as as practitioners as clinicians like you know let let's develop a plan together you know this is what i've found and i think that's one of the coolest things is and whether it's with physical therapists or even like a lot of people who have their personal trainers like i think we need to be all working together yeah. and developing specific plans for that person versus i think it's been really interesting jumping into this profession um not the physical therapy profession as much as um you know, the hunting industry, there's a lot of great personal trainers out there. I wish we were working together more than, you know, sometimes I feel like, and maybe it's just my perception that they're like, you know, I'm not going to you know, talk to you. I've, I've actually had some good trainers refer some patients to me and be like, Hey, could you help this guy? He wants, he wants to avoid surgery. You know, what can he be doing? And anyways, I think working together is so important.
0: No, I, I agree. And, uh, for someone that, I used to hold a personal training certification, you know, and everything. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Like you said, it's all about that, you know, being specific with whatever that individual needs. And, and that's one thing too I love about your model Present is the, your education and it is to, to better our outdoor enthusiasts. So I, I love all, all what, what you're standing for. So, man, I, I loved everything that we talked about as far as that physical therapy aspect and getting better as an archer. And uh, you know, right now we're getting into mm-hmm. that indoor season and spring's right around the corner for individuals that do not shoot indoor. You know, what could we be doing maybe to get ready for the Total Archery Challenge coming up in uh, late spring, early early summer?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Isn't there a Pennsylvania shoot? By oh away?
0: yeah, yep. There is. Uh, it's, it's it's June third through the sixth
1: is it pretty good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty good and this year uh, we it was canceled last year but this year we will have a fifth course which will be the knock-on course from John Dudley. Right. Um, and I know there's a cliff shot on on that one so. Awesome.
1: Yes. I'm going to want to come out. maybe I'll come out there for that because those honestly are so fun. I love that. Yeah, man. You know, any yeah. of those 3D any of those 3D events um, tax, you know, I think there's Pacific Northwest challenge or something Yep. yep. mountain archery fast, um, a bunch of those. I think they're all excellent. And what's so cool about those is I think, um, I just watched this actually, um, Dan with elk shape. He was saying, um, just recently in one of his posts, he was, or his YouTube video about how he was, um, shooting a hundred yards. He was preparing for tack and he's like, I'm preparing for tack that's preparing me for hunting season. So really I'm preparing for hunting season. And I think that's what those um, events do for sure is like right now people, if you want to start going to tack and you know, the different archery, 3d archery shoots, I'll call them is, you know, start with some basic exercises where, what are, what are we? We're February here. So March, April, I mean, yeah, these events are going to start in May um, maybe even earlier, but, Um, I think most of them may and June. So you're three months into this, treat it like a training program, you know, where to prevent injury, I'm going to start, you know, working three days a week on my, you know, rotator cuff. I'm going to start working on some squats. I'm going to start working on some lower body stuff. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shoot my bow multiple days a week. um, And I'm going to start with 15 arrows. And then, you know, in a week I'm going to increase it by 10 arrows. I'm going to shoot 25 and, just doing that and then as well as obviously the importance of shooting well is you know shooting long long distances and uphill downhills um, but for a lot of people who can't access ranges um, or shoot long distances often it's like I'm okay with you even shooting in the like in your apartment and have your target five feet away from you and just working on like that mechanic of of was mechanics of drawing back and then letting down and, you know, drawing back and shoot an arrow and just working on like, um, that muscle memory, but physically, you know, physically speaking, like there's a lot of things, as strength components, all that stuff that everyone should be working on right now. I know that I loaded up my pack, um, with some salt, um, this morning and we'll start doing a lot more cardio with my legs and all sorts of things like that.
2: So just, Basically adding to what you just said, Preston is if you're going to shoot tack and you're going to have a backpack on your back, or if you're going to have your bino harnessed on your chest, that is something that you should practice shooting as well. Just because, you know, that's going to maybe change your center of gravity a little bit. So it might work certain muscles more than if you were just shooting with nothing on. So I think those are some things you need to find, uh, while you're training and kind of work on as well, because if, if, again, we talked about being very specific or whether if you're in your tree stand and you're going to have your bino harness on. So that's something that you should be shooting with on as well as you're practicing to be as specific as to that, when that time comes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, I think another area of that's honestly probably overlooked is the ankle, like good ankle stability, balance, Um, standing on, you know, really uneven surfaces, standing on the stuff that we stand on BOSU balls and, you know, Dynadiscs and foam pads and everything else. And do that while you're, you know, shooting and stuff, just to strengthen up your ankle, exercise bands for your ankle.
0: That's all good stuff. I, that's a, I'm like, like Dimitri said, we're going to be able to geek out Preston and have some fun with this. And I think, I think uh, hopefully the listeners will definitely get a lot out of this one because th- these are the ones I really love, the educational ones. Uh, that's what we kind of sought out for is to kind of help educate and, and bring that out to the masses. So, you know, Preston, thank, thank you so much. And, you know, where could uh, people learn more about what you have going on with Mountain Physio and, and everything like that?
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so the easiest, probably I'm most active on um, social media, Instagram, um, Facebook, and then probably the best thing, I mean, my website is Mountain mountainphysio, M-T-N-P-H-Y-S-I-O, mountainphysio.com. And there's a newsletter you can subscribe to and all sorts of things there that I send out, you know, lots of information like this um it's hard working a lot of hours trying to stay consistent <laughs> with that but um, and wanting to get out and shoot my bow um but um getting on there subscribing to that uh, what was i going to say oh yeah youtube there's some like i say i put videos up often on that try to do a couple a week um i try to do like blog posts that are very informative um on all sorts of things backpacking hunting you name it: shooting, injury prevention. But yeah, and then I kind of done this thing where, like a, I call it Mount, mountain physiotherapy Thursday. You know, come up on Instagram with something that's really physical therapy related. Whether I think today's was on hamstring, last year or excuse me, last week was on strength training versus endurance training. And so, and then um, I always ask um, on Fridays, like I have a question basically, on Instagram, ask me any question you guys have and i um, got some really good in, information and feedback that way. And so, yeah, I think people, um, yeah, there's a, a lot. I just try to provide a lot of information for people. So.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your, your wisdom with us and, uh, look forward to, and if you've definitely come out to PA, we'll, we'll hit up and get in touch for, for sure. And if we come back out to Utah, we'll, we'll, we'll do the same.
1: Yeah. Let's plan a, let's, maybe let's plan a trip in the middle or, not really the middle, but Colorado. Let's go do some. Oh, there you go. Colorado you go. or yeah, well, some, yeah. somewhere.
0: Well, maybe our, our buddy Weston will will give us uh some pointers for <laughs> <laughs> the abyss. There's there's a place where he calls the abyss that is uh we, we basically would have to tie him down and do some military uh <laughs> stuff on him to to give us some waypoints from on on this his onyx. West. Weston you said? Yeah, our buddy Weston. Yeah so. we
1: Yeah, we uh, we need to talk to him. I need to get a hold
0: of him as well. Awesome, dude. Well, everybody, make sure you go follow Preston at Mountain Physio and all his uh, handles. And Preston, thanks for coming on. Until next time, Antler Up. And that's a wrap. Thank you for uh, listening to another Antler Up podcast. I want to thank you so much for checking us out. Go check out antlerupoutdoors.com. We're dropping more videos on our YouTube channel. And obviously, another episode will be dropping next Wednesday. Stay safe. Shoot your bow. Until next time antler up.